social media is incredibly important, but the upside and the downside of social media is any and everybody can be on it. Not everybody's going to be interviewed uh, in a magazine or a newspaper or a podcast or on TV. That separates you from the competition. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi, and welcome to the My Future Business Show. It's Rick Nusky, and today I'm on the line with Mr. Anthony Mora. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. Now, Anthony and I were just talking about his experiences with his PR firm. He's also a, a, an author, a playwright. And we're going to be taking a deep dive into all of these things. We were talking about current day uh, goings on and how it's affecting businesses around the world. Now, we're going to take a, a little bit more of a, a look into those sides of uh, your business, Anthony. But before we do that, I always love to learn a little bit about you, things like where you were born, where you're located now, and uh, what you like to do when you're not working, if there is such a thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I was actually born in El Paso, Texas. and um, But I moved from there when I was 13. And we moved to Los Angeles uh, to, to Santa Monica. And so I lived there. And now I am in Silver Lake in Los Angeles and the company is in Burbank. Uh, if you know LA, we're, we're close to Warner Brothers. Yes, fantastic, absolutely. I have actually been there. Now I wonder with all the goings on in the world, um, has the situation changed for how you run your business? It's, it's fascinating because I had no idea, you know, when the shutdown came, it's, it came so quickly. Um, and we were shooting a video, a video series uh, kind of a how-to PR video series, and we just finished it two days before the lockdown came. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was wondering how it was going to affect us. Uh, where it did affect us, particularly with authors, is on book signings, book readings, anything to do that was event-oriented. Yes. Uh, on the other end, it actually, uh, media-wise, we've been busier in the last two months and we've been all year. That's an interesting thing, isn't it? Everybody seems to be shifting gears online. Yeah, yeah, it was fascinating. And and partly I think too is there were real captive audience. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the people were home, so people were watching films, they were reading books. And also the media where, you know, the cable news of the world, the CNNs and those, um, you know, they, they were, it was COVID 24-7. Yeah. But the rest of the media couldn't do that. They would exhaust their audience. And so they were covering a lot of other media. So it, it actually, it, it opened up pretty much for us. I think there's there's a couple of parts to uh, today's call, Anthony, and for everybody who's on the, on the show today. What I'd like to do is, I guess, flip the focus um, right now to your latest book, then come back to your business PR for writers and filmmakers. Would that, would that be fine? 
That's great. Excellent. Everybody's on the, on the call today. Anthony is also an established author. He has been featured by Huffington Post. He's been on NBC. Very well established with his latest book, which we're going to focus on, which is called Virtual Velocity, an LA story. Love to learn a little bit more about how this book came about. I began in the media as a rock journalist many moons ago. Uh -huh. And um, uh, so I, um, um, I would cover, you know, uh, concerts and um, interview, um, you know, it was Pat Benatar and Tom Petty and um, just a lot of, you know, people in the rock world. And um, back then, uh, it was the, it's when punk and new wave were getting big. Mm -hmm. And um, the LA rock scene was, was very different than to what it's like now. So I, I kind of pulled from that arena and from that experience. And uh, Jake Jensen, who's my lead character, he was a rock journalist. Then he became a novelist that was barely making it, just a real struggling novelist. And he wrote a book called Virtual Velocity. And unbeknownst to him, a band named themselves Virtual Velocity. <laughs> and they become huge. And they bring him on stage at Coachella and they hold up his book and it's all videotaped and it goes viral. And suddenly Jake becomes the most successful novelist in the country. And... It's so like I've kind of wanted to play with the concept of what fame is now um, mm. because he doesn't know, is he famous because of what he wrote? Is it because of his proximity to fame with this rock band who's huge? Um, you know, and particularly now where, I mean, you know, our, our president was a reality TV star. Oh, yes. Um, is, you know... What is fame now? Um, I think it's much more mercurial than it used to be where um, it, you know, it used to be someone was famous for doing something. And now quite often people are famous for being famous. Um, so I wanted to kind of play with that idea. I also wanted to somewhat document Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, and because it's a city that seems to constantly be disappearing and um, uh, reinventing itself. And so it's like, I talk about a lot of places that aren't here anymore that were important in the 60s, in the 80s. Um, the book goes backwards. It starts here and it ends in 1966 when uh, Jake is a teenager, um, which I will argue is the most important year in rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am. Um, is this something that came naturally to you? Because it seems to me that you've taken elements of your actual life and experiences throughout your life and, and I guess transposed them into your book. Did that make it easier or harder, do you think? It, it, in a way it makes, to me it makes it easier. Um, I, I'm not one, this is my second novel, and I've, um, I've written seven plays. And I, I really don't plot 
Um, you know, I, I, I'm fascinated by writers who do. <laughs> yeah. But it's, to me, writing a novel is very similar to reading a novel because I don't know where it's going. And that's part of what interests me in writing. Um, my writing is much more character driven than plot driven. Um, but so is my reading. You know, when I read, I don't pay that much attention to the plot, even if it's a mystery novel that's, you know, plot dependent. I, I'm much more focused on who are these people and what are their motivations. So it's easier for me to use something I've experienced as a jumping off point mm -hmm. and then go to something that's completely different. It isn't me. Do you find that, uh, you know, because I know there are a lot of aspiring um, book authors that listen to the My Future Business show, do you find that you write randomly or do you write at a particular time of day? And when you do write, how long do you write for? Um, yeah, this has been a fascinating <laughs> journey um, because it used to be that I wrote randomly and... Um, I used to explain it where writing was like having an affair. You know, I would steal that time, um, you know, for the writing. And I also used to really hate to hear about writers who wrote in the morning because I thought that sounds absolutely dreadful. And now I write every morning and it's usually, it's usually around two hours, sometimes three. Um, but now my day feels that something is really off if I miss that. It's uh, becomes part of your normal daily routine, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's almost like my meditation. I know a lot of people, uh, Anthony. They they really want to write a book, but they struggle to get to the you know to that last page and and putting down that pen and successfully completing something. Um, what what do you say to to those people who are struggling? You have to give yourself a hard stop. Because you can, um, you know, they say that all writing is rewriting, and that's there's a lot of truth in that. Um, but there has to come a time, and I think writers have a sense, it's hard to own up to it, where you know, I should stop now. But if you stop, then suddenly it's over, and you have to let it go out into the world. So the inclination is one more rewrite, one more change. It's, it's a real discipline of it's over, it's done, I go on to the next work. It's very complete. How did you feel um, when you completed Virtual Velocity? I, I was really happy with uh, um, it felt, and, and that's not always the case, it felt like this is the exact book I wanted to write. Um, and I didn't, you know, I've, I've worked on other stuff where I've, I've looked back and thought, well, I'd want to change this or I'd want to change that. And with this book, it was no. Even if there was an inclination to do that, mm -hmm. is this book is, is what it should be. And um, so w when it was over, it felt, it felt very complete and it felt time to move. I, I like to start writing something right away because that also stops me from going back. <laughs> You know, so it felt good this time. 
Thank you very much for sharing these insights. It's very helpful for those who are looking to write a book. Now, Anthony, from that moment in time that you released it to the world, as you, as you say, um, there would have been a different set of feelings coming through because subsequently you were on NBC being interviewed. Uh, you were being reviewed on Amazon. Uh, it was, as you call it, out in the wild. Um, how did that make you feel? Was that a different set of feelings? What sort of a rush must that have been? It's completely different. And um, to be honest, I much prefer the writing. <laughs> um, it's once you let it go, it's, you know, I explain it because I'm on the other side as well, you know, with the PR company mm -hmm. as, you know, it's almost like you've given birth and now you have to take care of that child. And taking care of it means giving it the best shot it can to succeed. Um, and that involves marketing, you know, so, um, sometimes I'm comfortable with it. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with this interview, <laughs> um, but there are times where it's like, oh, I really like, don't want to do this. <laughs> it's like pulling um, teeth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you really do owe it. Um, cause you can create the best book, the best film, the best piece of art. And if you don't build that bridge between that work in your audience, no one's going to know it's there. And that's the hardest conversation I have with authors or filmmakers, where it's like you have not finished your work. Yeah, this is just the beginning. I actually watched yeah. the interview. I, I found that it was very interesting and you seem very comfortable, uh, even though you may not have been. Is, that, is, there a, is there some sort of an art that you need to uh, learn to when you're um, giving your book the best shot? I, I think there is, and uh, um, we also have a, uh, a media trainer who's Ann Convery, and so she worked a lot with me just to get me to relax and, and to realize that there is finite time, you know, so you don't want to give, because the issue that we usually have is either a client who will answer a question with yes, hard stop which is the worst thing, or they'll go off for two hours. <laughs> it's uh, one extreme or the other. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we really try to think of, you know, what, what are your needs on your side? Also, what really helped me was, um, because like I said, I was a rock journalist for, for years. So I was on the other side. I, I was an interviewer for, for quite a long time. Mm-hmm which I am much more comfortable at doing. <laughs> and, and this is the thing, I think, Anthony, is that um, there are a lot of people that start businesses from a perspective of theory. You have had boots on the ground. You have um, sat in front of the biggest names, Pat Benatar, the Doobie Brothers, Tom Petty, the list goes on and on. These are incredible names. I bet you that was, that was a, a steep learning curve. Yeah, that was... That, that was fun. Um, and then, um, uh, then I interviewed um, William Burroughs, the writer. Mm -hmm. um, and that was, that was probably the most intimidating <laughs> interview I'd done. But they were all great. And they were great for me because I'm listening. You know, I'm yeah. putting the questions out. And... Um, you know, and, and then you try to put questions out because you know these guys 
have heard the same questions day after over day. Over and, and over, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it was, I came close to interviewing uh, Bob Dylan and we didn't get him. And partly I was okay with that because he was so burned out. You could tell the way he was doing interviews, he didn't give answers anymore. You know, he just kind of played with the, with the writer and that's no good. And, you know, you talked about, uh, uh, touched on fun and the ability to control a conversation and these insights that you've um, now sharing with your clients through PR for writers and filmmakers, which is your PR firm. Uh, that must be just so valuable and so rewarding when you see somebody take uh, your knowledge and experience and start to implement it in their business. Um, talk us through um, the, the PR um, relations expert process that you take them through. And, and you're right. It is gratifying where you see that someone, there's kind of like that aha moment that happens. And they're, they're not only, you know, using it, but it's helping them. And so, you know, like I said, we our, our focus is now um, filmmakers and authors. And so we start with what I call a brainstorming session. And in there, we're looking for the stories. And I emphasize plural um, because there's no one size fits all, which brings me to my rant against press releases. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, because they have their place, they have their function, but they will be at the bottom of the totem pole from my perspective to try and establish a new writer, a new filmmaker, a new entrepreneur. They're great for breaking news stories. They're great for business to business. They're great for celebrities. Um, but so many people spend so much time and money sending out press releases with a one site fits all pitch and there is no one size fits all pitch. no cookie cutters here no no so you know what we're looking for in the brainstorming session is what are our stories plural meaning what story do we pitch to each media segment you know if we're going to women's oriented media men's oriented media local media uh, pop culture media we'd better not pitch them the exact same story or they're not going to get it are we talking video? We're talking uh, written publications. We're talking social media distribution. Uh, what is the process for you? Yeah, we we offer social media and traditional media. I always tell clients if they're going in with an either or perspective, I would start with traditional um, because that builds the validation and credibility of being featured in the news. Social media is incredibly important, but the upside and the downside of social media is any and everybody can be on it. Um, not everybody's going to be interviewed uh, in a magazine or a newspaper or a podcast or on TV. That separates you from the competition. You can then go take that and amplify it and magnify it on social media. Um, but I usually, I usually suggest starting, I mean, the best is to do both concurrently, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, but you know, if, if say fund wise, there's a certain budget you, you can, you know, you're looking to spend, I would start with traditional, do what you can on social media and then build into social media. Um, 
And then the one thing that people do not do <laughs> is utilize your press when you get it. Put it on your website, put it on social media, put it in all of your marketing material. Um, I mean, that's a tool. And a lot of times people get it and they just wait. I'm very interested in, in brand development because clearly this is um, uh, integral to your services is creating that brand and that uh, awareness around that brand. How long does it normally take in your experience from somebody to go from essentially start to where their, uh, their audience knows who they are and how to get in contact with them? Yeah, and that does take a while. Um, and, you know, I try to emphasize to people that PR is not a fire sale. Um, you know, it's not something that you do once and that it's, you know, and that's it. It's because you're exactly right. My focus with clients is really building the brand. You know, I always explain to them that from my perspective, their current book or their film is the engine but they're the train and hopefully that engine will change. So what we're really looking to do is, yeah, focus on that engine right now, but our real campaign is around that train. You know, we want to build the, um, you know, we're picking authors. We want to build that author's brand. And that is bigger and more than just promoting the book. You want to establish who they are. This is a great call, Anthony. I'm really loving um, what you're sharing with us. Thank you so very much. Now, uh, as an author yourself and having uh, seen all of the things that you have done, I often hear people say, oh, I need to write a book. Is that always the case? Do you think everybody needs to write a book? No, no, no. I, it does help. You know, for example, um, years ago, I wrote a couple of books on PR and um, to be honest with you, I was sure I wanted to sell books, but I wrote them to establish the company uh, and to establish the brand. And uh, it worked and it worked because I didn't pitch it as a book on PR is what I did is I found PR train wrecks in the media. <laughs> um, back then, Paris Hilton was, <laughs> was big and other stuff like Microsoft was going through some problems. And so I would pitch, how do they overcome these issues? How do they best position themselves? And then they would get me, that would give me the interviews. They would focus on my book. Um, and then that book gave me the credibility because then I could put on my website and all of my marketing material that I was featured on CNN or the New York Times or the LA Times. And that media is always with you. It's evergreen. So in that way, I do think a book is a very strong way to separate you from, you know, the others in your field, because then you're the one who wrote, in quotes, the book. And I don't think it's a, an end-all or, or, you know, yeah. that you have to have that to market yourself. But it does give you another torque of, of validation. You know, we're working with a client right now, and sometimes it's just serendipitous. He's a doctor who wrote a book on wellness, and it came out just as the pandemic hit. So he got a lot more interviews than he ever would have gotten. <laughs> Timing. <laughs> yeah.
Look, yeah. um, I've I'm I've been working through your website and all of your wonderful com uh, uh, commentary and your interviews and actually the content in pr4filmmakers.com, uh, which I'll make the links available for everyone after the call, uh, Anthony. And talk us through what what people are going to find, and in particular at this stage, the section on media training. Yeah, and media training's incredibly important. Mm. And the funny thing is so many people think, oh, I don't need that. And they're usually the ones who really need that. <laughs> the most. <laughs> because they're used to doing, you know, they're usually, it's because they've given presentations or seminars. And talking to the media is completely different. You know, and our media trainers train people to go on um, Oprah and CNN and New York Times and Time Magazine and BBC to small and regional and local ones. And there is an art to it. It is a conversation, but it's a conversation with an agenda. Yeah. Uh, and you have to keep that in mind. And there are some, you know, basic things you can learn that can just turn turn around, you know, what effect you'll have when you do an interview. There are certainly right ways, wrong ways. There's learning to be quiet and listening and, uh, you know, staying on point and um, being aware of that time, that finite time that you have. There is so much great content on here. Even just for glossing over, you will take away some, some value by uh, visiting pr4filmmakers.com. Now, Anthony, when people are interested in accessing your book, I know that it's on Amazon. Uh, are there any other places that people can find your book? Yeah, I have my uh, writer's website, which is anthonymorawriter.com. Uh, and then it's also, you know, as you said, on Barnes and Noble and Amazon. Um, the website is cool just because there's, there's more information about my other novel and the other place. I know that a lot of people that are on the call today, Anthony, are very interested in learning more about getting PR for their books and, and their plays and so forth. Um, when they um, want to find you and work with you, uh, a couple of things, where are they going to go? What's the website? And what is the process that you take them through when they, when they get there? It's, um, uh, Anthony, it's PR for writers or PR for filmmakers. Dot com. Um, they'll get there either way. And then uh, what they do, there is just a quick form to fill out. Um, we'll get that over here. We will contact them and set up a call and kind of go through it, you know, learn a little about them, about their needs, tell them a bit more about us and see if there's hopefully a fit. That's fantastic. Thank you so very much, Anthony. I've really, really enjoyed this call. I know that there is so much more we could could discuss. We've just glossed over the top. And if you're on the call today and you're excited about what you're hearing and you've already heard that Anthony has done this, he's had boots on the ground, he's an experienced um, playwright, author, um, he's done the lot, he's interviewed the big names, so I'm pretty confident that he's going to be able to help you uh, get your message out there, no matter what media that you're interested in using. So with that all being said, Anthony, thank you so very much for spending some time with me on the My Future Business Show today. This was great fun, I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, 
then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends, and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.